<laughs> and a good evening and a very warm welcome to everybody to a Lyceum night coming to you from the Paul Spiritualist Church on the south coast of the UK. Wonderful gentleman with us tonight. Uh, several recommendations for him came through through uh, contacts that I have. And when we actually spoke online, I just thought, yeah, I, I see why people love this guy. He is such a nice guy. And Jason, sir, you are a certificate holder with the Spiritualist National Union in speaking, demonstrating, and teaching, I believe. You're on mute, sir. Okay. How's that? No. We can't hear you, Jason, unfortunately. And now? And now we can. There we go. Like you see? <laughs> what you said before we went live, you said, oh, I'm losing my voice. Well, it, it went a bit quicker than we thought. <laughs> yeah, I think the spirit world were playing around with my microphone. Uh, yeah, they well, have a great sense of humour. So to answer your question, yes, yes, and yes. I'm, uh, I have a certificate in demonstrating, demonst uh, speaking, and, and uh, the teacher's uh, certificate. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, always very popular, um, this ability with your mediumship, was this something that was always apparent from a very early age, or was it something you came into in later life? I, I was always um, in a connection with another world. Um, I think most of my teachers would have said I was dreamy, always uh, looking out of the window, um, imaginary friends, um, trying to um, let my mother know that there's people visiting me at night time from, uh, from the spirit world, but I didn't know they were from the spirit world. I just said there were people. And she told me, go to sleep. You're having a dream. That's all it is. Um, and so that's how it started for me. But, yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, it was uh, after losing a loved one, um, suddenly I was made very apparent that the spirit world um, was very close. And not only was the spirit world close, but the spirit world let me know that I was a medium. Um, and... That was a bit of a wake-up call because I thought I was hearing, I was hearing voices, and I was I was, I was feeling the touch touch of spirit after my brother passed of the spirit world, and I realised there's more to this life than I could than I thought there was, and so that began my investigation to find out what is what can I do with these with this sensitivity with these um, these gifts. And my brother from the spirit world, I believe he actually did push me um, in the right direction. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that That is really interesting because that is um, a very common thread with a lot of the working evidential mediums or philosophers that uh, primarily there was that sensitivity. I remember sitting at the back of classes and I, I was playing in the sandpit at the black of the car, you know, and I think the teachers just went, oh, Sav, get on with it. We're not bothered with you now. 
just yeah, not being present in the time. But again, another common thread is when we go through that process of losing somebody incredibly close to us, that does seem to sort of like kickstart, to jolt the... I'm not sure that's the right way of saying it, actually. Not kickstart it, but just raise it in our consciousness, I think is probably the more apt way of saying it. Absolutely, absolutely. It was, for me, it was... Um, it's funny you used the word kickstart, and it was like, for me, it was like an electric shock, um, because uh, my brother, he decided to, he could never keep a secret. So the moment that he got to the spirit world, he couldn't wait to let me know that life continued. Um, so he did everything within his power, um, waking me up at three o'clock in the morning with uh, blasting the song out, Ever Essence, Wake Me Up Inside, which literally did wake me up. Um, I, but it, was, it wasn't coming through from my ears. It was actually coming through an energy that was flowing through my body. So it was really confusing because this was something that happened. And he managed to do that to me, my sister, uh, my wife and um, his girlfriend at the time, he chose his music for his funeral after he passed to the spirit world. Wow. Wow. And that, that's interesting as well, what you say about not hearing through the ears. No. Um, because people who do not work in this field, in their mediumship, I, I sometimes struggle with the language that we use. And we just say it as mediums, don't we? Oh, I hear. Yeah. Um, I wish. <laughs> yeah. I really wish somebody would go in my ear. Oi! <laughs> but we just know it's there. It yeah. is there. It's this physical presence, but it's not going through the eardrum. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and often uh, in communication, we will say, "Oh," and they're expressing their love to you they're saying about their love for you but they're not because we get that emote you know we just want to go over there and just give the world's biggest hug ever mm. because yeah. of that love flowing through us from the other world you're uh currently working and living over in holland um well living in germany um oh. but, but working in holland so that's correct um <laughs> <laughs> yes and how long have you been doing that? Um, I've, I've done that for many years, um, uh, living in living in Germany. I've been in Germany now about 20 years, but I've always been doing some work in Holland, whether it's my mediumship work or, um, or whether it's um, my work as a male nurse looking after people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, that's so I'm, I'm either doing what I'm doing one or the other but I'm always like to to be able to bring insight into into the nursing profession as well mm. and there is a lot of insight to be get I've had two experiences of contact with uh Alzheimer patients one who had passed but one who was still here and I found that not only fascinating, but I thought extremely comforting uh, that that person was not bound by the flesh. Their spirit was free to roam. And I just thought, you know what, that, that is an incredibly comforting uh, thought for 
you know, Alzheimer's, disease of the mind. Mm. A lot of people describe it as one of the cruelest conditions because every day you're losing that person gradually. Yeah. The amazing thing about it, Lawrence, is um, people with Alzheimer's and dementia, they might be losing their physical mind because the mind is actually, you know, it's disappearing. There's parts of the mind that are actually physically disappearing. But on a soul level, they're complete. They're a complete yeah. person, um, a complete, and complete spirit. Um, so if I was to communicate with them um, as they are now, it's it's purely through the feelings. And they're highly sensitive. The more that they become uh, in, in, in the dementia state, um, you they can feel me. So it's how, how I conduct my feelings is how they react. And so the communication is not only through words, but through feelings, just like we communicate with the spirit world, really. So it's like... Mm -hmm. It's really, um, it, it's just using the sensitivity um, to create create comfort um, and, and, and some, some very, um, can, be, can be difficult times for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is, it is. Uh, my heart goes out. Um, and it always just seems this quirk with um, conditions of the mind. It, it seems like sometimes our strengths in the physical become the things that are turned against us. So if we are very strong physically and very active physically, the body then starts to betray us, for want yeah. of a better experience. And if you're very cerebrally led, a um, very good friend of mine was a brilliant architect. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fantastic his designs were award-winning mm. and in a very short space of time um physically fine but the mental process had just gone like ephemera to him bless his heart yeah. but <clears throat> what i find interesting um when we first started out on these online talks and meeting people from all over the world one thing that came to light that was still a bit of a surprise to us that in europe you haven't got the access to spiritualism that we have in the uk um if i drive five miles in a circle around paul church i will come across five other churches correct you know we've got that but we haven't got that yet in Europe and Germany in particular fascinates me. Um, I don't know if you know this gentleman, Dr. Robert Berndt. It rings a bell, but I don't know him. He is a lovely, lovely man. He's right up in the north of Germany. Um, and I was intrigued when he was talking about practicing spiritualism in Germany mm. because they would hire this beautiful play it looked like something out of euro disney it was just like wow <laughs> it was stunning but yeah. it was selected because it was out of the way because it's still spiritualism still a bit of a touchy subject uh it's not something you've spoken about so openly and freely as we do in the uk is that what you find or different to that absolutely um in holland they had their own movement of uh, of let's say mediumship and phenomena um 
they had their own movement in what we what we call in in Dutch spiritual verenigingen, uh, which basically means um, uh, like spiritual groups, spiritual centers. I probably haven't translated that completely correct, but that's what it basically means, where they can um, create groups where they can come together and watch mediumship. Um, uh, and different mediums will come every week. So similar um, to churches, but then not with the prayer, not with the prayer or the, um, there'll be a, you know, there'll be an opening with some very inspiring music. Um, there are, there are some that have, uh, that are trying to bring more spiritualism to, to Germany, to, um, um, to Holland as well um, and and it's nice to see I know there was the first spiritualist church or that was um, was the the spiritualist church in Amersfoort and that was through uh, Joker and John Hayton and they um, they really um, they put spiritualism on the on the map in in Holland at the time and that had a knock-on effect that inspired others who worked in that church to open up similar churches in the same sort of vein um, so that they could encourage people to come and experience the prayer the the inspired words um, mm. and and the the actual feeling of the mediumship and the healing just like you would in england but only i find holland when i go to a, a um to holland to any sort of spiritualist service there's always um, a little bit more upbeat music. Yeah. Um, and when you come to a spiritualist church in the UK, and I've been to quite a few, they'll have hymns. And I'm like, oh, how did this hymn go? I need to rack my brain how we used to sing that when I was back in school. Right. It's, been, it's been 20 years in Germany, but before that I was 10 years in Holland. So um, it's been a long time. When I actually got here and realised... I didn't realize that I'd moved away from from spiritualism and I didn't know anything about spiritualist churches before then. I remember years ago looking at the Channel 4 uh, thing with my mother and she says, look at this, there's a really good medium on television. I said, Mum, I don't believe in all that. And I think it was Mavis Patilda or something on Channel 4 or something. And I said, "And she, but let's just watch it. She's really good. Yeah, Mum, that's great, but I've just got to go down the pub. Um, and so it just was. It wasn't. It wasn't an interest um, that I that I had when I was going through my teenage years. When I was, and it wasn't until I actually moved as far away as possible from spiritualism that suddenly um, my gifts started to work and become more apparent, and I, I got a greater interest. And the one time I thought, why? What's the point of being a spiritualist at heart? If you're in a place living in a village where nobody believes in this sort of thing in the area nobody believes in this sort of thing you've got to go at least um 150 kilometers that way uh to meet one spiritualist church there is danielle and i house that's just down the she's about uh i think it's 40 kilometers away from me now she's starting to to bring some movement um but when i first started this there was i i'd have to travel two and a half hours to go to a circle to learn and i used to drive there do the circle or, or whether it was a courses and then drive back yeah um and people are like saying to me 
well, you must be mad to do that. I said, no, I've just got this feeling. I've just got to do it. I have to yeah. investigate this this spiritualism. I have to investigate this this spirit, this phenomena of mediumship, and and find out what is it all about. This this is a term that's being uh, used more and more nowadays, and I like it. I like terminology that yeah. is descriptive and you know appetite because we, we we use the word medium. Well, yeah. are you a healing medium, an evidential medium, a trance? You know, so I do like the descriptors coming in. And when we talk about the phenomena yeah. of spiritualism, you know, we do have that. And not only do we have that, this is demonstrated and shown daily across the UK. Yeah. And that's without now the advent of the um, electronic churches and demonstration. I sat in a dem the what's today? Saturday. Where am I? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might end up under your care. Um, I watched a dem. <laughs> I watched a dem last night. Uh, I won't mention the medium because I know it'll embarrass them. Mm. Do you know what? I, it was outstanding. It was, and you know, when you want the word phenomena. Yeah, associated with that level of evidence that flowed. Um, yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's a, and this is what I love. This is my passion within spiritualism is trying to get other people to get that passion as well. You know, well, yeah. not, to, not to sit there watching. That's that's what's needed, Lawrence. I think that's what's needed in in the churches, um, but also in different countries. But you said, oh, what sparked your mediumship? Was it the spirit world that sparked your mediumship? And really, uh, it's it's what came first, the medium or the spirit. Um, you know, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. But what came first, the spirit world or the medium? And and it's like, and, and when, you, when you think about it, um, when the time was right, spirit would show themselves, make noises, create phenomena where people couldn't walk around it um, Emma Hardinge-Britton, all the way back in there, she, she experienced mediumship. The Fox sisters experienced mediumship in a physical way, all these knocks and raps and taps, where they, they actually let them know that there was more to life than just the physical world. And that's what the spirit world did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it became a movement, and that's why uh, we, we had a lovely talk, didn't we, Lawrence, about the movement of spiritualism. But it's like that, and, and that spark of belief that we have about spiritualism, spirits, the spirit world, that phenomena of spirit, is like we we would love to just shout it from the rooftops and let people know. Oh, wouldn't you wouldn't you know that life continues, and that there's and that there's like a you're, you, you, you're an infinite soul that's never going to die. How amazing is that? And all these people are going through their struggles in their life. And how amazing is that if they could hear they, these words or hear the truth or be ready to hear um, the truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. And again, it's times like this uh, where the world is so different and almost on a daily basis, things yeah. are changing consistently uh yeah constantly 
one of the things I love with the spirit and spiritualism is the consistency of it. The message never falters. No. The message never changes. We know we don't suddenly go, oh yeah, but if you start doing this, you'll be one of the ascent, you know. We don't get involved in that. It's just very simple. You do not die. Yeah. You exactly. do not die for the life of you. Yeah, exactly. And going back to my work, the amount of times I've experienced people passing over to the spirit world, amazing moments where I've I've seen them go through the struggle of the last moments. And then afterwards, they'll come and just thank me for all the help that I've given them at the end and all the help that I gave them when they were there. And I, I just think it's amazing and very humbling um, to, to be in that position, you know. It's, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, it, and it is absolutely awesome uh, when that does happen. It's just like, I had a message, one typical sitter, no, no, don't know that, no, sorry, it's not making any sense. Um, about two weeks later, I'm stood there doing the washing up, and I went, oh, my God, I know exactly who they're talking about now. It just all fallen into place. Um, and it was a severely handicapped gentleman, and his wife used to travel regularly on the railways when I worked on them. And if they were on my train, I would always go down, make sure they're all right, get them a drink from the buffet because she was unable to leave him. Uh, and I would do all that. And this but this medium, bless her heart, was relaying all this. I'm going, no, mm. no, don't remember that. No, sorry, you got the wrong one. <laughs> uh, when the penny dropped, I went, oh, good goodness. You know, yeah. oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I, I have uh, various bees in my bonnet at times. I have thoughts that come in, and they seem to obsess me for a while. And it was actually in a conversation with uh, Daniela. Hmm. And I said, I'm very envious of the spiritualists in Europe now. I said, because in my thinking, you are the new pioneers. You mentioned something there about the music. It's more upbeat, different music. Yeah. We have this tradition in the UK. And things... <laughs> in some areas have just got a little bit stinted mm. um if you you know we are seeing new music being played and please anybody listening please do not play spirit in the sky anymore all right just stop it because i've been <laughs> the last like, six services i've been to <laughs> and now a piece of music spirit in the sky and i'm thinking please <laughs> find <laughs> another <laughs> but you've you've got this golden opportunity now in my opinion my humble opinion that where spiritualism has seen this online explosion uh we had a demo fundraiser for the church recently and probably 80 percent of uh, those that were joining in were from european countries so that that interest and that eagerness is there so you, you've got this golden chance now to look at the UK and look at what we do well, I'm not slating it, we do do a lot of things really well in our movement in the UK, but also look at the areas where we can improve. And it's always easier to set up something new than to change something that's already established. Yeah, I think with the laws and the bylaws and the 
the things that need to be abided by um, in churches in in England because it's it's the law. Mm. Um, it makes it very difficult to rapidly change it. And like you said, the golden opportunity in new countries like uh, Holland, uh, Germany, um, is it is a good way to to be able to bring um, yeah the spirit to people in a, in in, a, in such a lovely way. Um, in 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 the vein of of spiritualism, um, it's it's amazing to do, and I think you can do it in many ways. It's like um, every demonstration. I'm like, I don't know. I think I think um, coming to England and and doing uh, my my certificates and speaking and demonstrating and uh, and the teaching, it it changed something in me. It made me um, made me very humble. Um, about working with spirit and also i used to go to these spiritual spiritual centers in holland and we used to go there and i'd just go there right put on a bit of upbeat music and do a demonstration like a demonstration and after going through um the training and 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 seeing how spiritual churches worked i was like okay well we'll play a bit of music and we'll give them a bit of inspiration and then we'll do some demonstrating yeah. And so it it started to change the way that I was working. And sometimes I'll I'll repeat that um inspirational words in the middle of a demonstration as well. Um so in that way you're still uplifting everyone. Um so yeah, it's certainly it's certainly changing. It's um it's exciting uh, to be to be a part of it. Brilliant. Yeah. And it is in the inspirational world uh, words or the philosophy or the address as we yeah. uh, terminology wherever yeah. wherever you are it changes um <clears throat> alongside the seed of a well-delivered message where the recipient will hopefully be leaving that church or center thinking how does that work how do they know this yeah but also in that philosophy, I always believe, you know, the philosophy should give people that strength, that courage and that conviction uh, to walk out of any doors and face today's world exactly. with a little bit more foresight, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more depth and a lot less fear. Exactly. It's such it's such good to to bring bring philosophy that's that's to do with today's world um, yeah. and to be around today's world um, and not to avoid um, what's going on, but yet to just embrace what's going on and 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 help people feel a little bit a little bit stronger, a little bit more hope. Um, and I think that's a wonderful thing to do with philosophy. It is. It is the best. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I, it's all very public. This is not a secret. I have this bromance that blossomed uh, with Jack Eckhart from Denmark. Uh, we met online and his lovely partner Lola. And before long, they actually turned up at the doors of the church physical, which was just amazing. And in my talks with him, he runs the Danish Spiritual Association up there. And he's saying one of the big things that they uh, work with is <clears throat> a lot of the thinking is uh, based on psychic 
readings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's been a lot of work and a lot of progress made on differentiating. I mean, it used to be, uh, I remember in some of my old circles being berated by the circle leader of that psychic, that's not good enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was always the psychic was the dirty word. I'm really pleased to see that now psychism is becoming much more acceptable, mm. but we need still just to keep on with this message of the difference. We're not saying oh, that's bad, that's good, but we're just saying this is that ability of you, of your spirit, but this is the other ability of the other world stepping in. Have you found that uh, when you started over there that this line between the two mediumship and psychism was quite pronounced or not understood in the beginning there was a lot of psychism there was a lot of um psychic things like they do candle readings um flower readings um ribbons was something from england but they they did card readings um flower readings candle readings uh if you wrote your name on a bit of paper and then um, put it folded it up then they do that they do a raffle ticket readings so a lot of it was was through um objects and that's how mediumship used to be and i remember going to demonstrations of what i thought was mediumship back at back in the when i was in my investigating stage and they were doing all these sort of different things which was really interesting um and since then since there's been a lot of um, mediums going to the Arthur Findlay College, training in the Arthur Findlay College, coming back and and basically teaching students that there's a difference between the psychism and the mediumship. Uh, I mean, I love to demonstrate and I love to show people um, the difference. When I'm demonstrating, I'll mention I'm getting all this information from your father, and then uh, all of a sudden I'll be, but as as I'm standing here, I do feel I need to talk to you about this. And this is from me as the medium. Yeah. And so it's it's really it's really nice to to demonstrate that. Uh, not only in um in a demonstrating style, but also um to demonstrate it in in a teaching in a teaching uh, way as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've found here, I don't advertise um, to undertake private sittings, but I've just over the last few months, there has been quite hmm. uh, a demand of them coming in. And I found even in those that it shifts wildly. Uh, I did three on three consecutive days. Hmm. The first one was pure mediumship, pure evidence, communication. The second was a mixture of mediumship and psychism, but the third one was reliant on psychism mainly, but there was that presence of spirit, just to reiterate a few of the subjects. Yeah. And each sitting was really well received by the sitter because that's what they needed. Exactly. And I thought, that is so interesting. Lawrence, get off your soapbox you know you're not here to please yourself you're here for that sitter yeah um and what their needs are of the day so, so yeah I like, the way, I like the way you mentioned that because i think mediums out there people learning they're like they struggle oh i need to get information from the spirit world i need to get the information from the spirit world and they keep checking the information and it's about the sitter and they're like no um, something's going wrong and they start they start um complaining about their mediumship 
because they're not they're not getting the the information from the spirit world and mm-hmm. and i say but what if you why don't you just swap and then just let that information flow that you say right okay i'm getting this information about you and then once that's out of the way then then the spirit then it's open to the spirit world to bring something new in and it's learning the difference i mean um i, I love doing what i call um with, with students i say right we're going to do um a psychic reading uh, for one person and a mediumistic reading for another person at the same time Ooh. And um, and I, I do a little. I make it into a little game, and this little chair game that when you're connecting with the spirit world, you got to move to the spirit world, and when you're connecting to the to the sitter, you're you're moving towards the sitter, and it's really good. It's really fun to do. Um, yeah. And it brings it brings across the message of yeah, even even the, uh, the psychic information that you can bring through for people is just as important as well as the mediumship, but it's also learning to know the difference yeah. because i've seen so many mediums work and i'm not like oh uh, i mean it's good but it's psychic and you can feel it because when someone's connecting to the spirit world there's like a it, it's like it's, it's electric it's magic it's like this oh wow isn't this great you know it's like a the the energy's there and then when they've dipped into the psychic and you and you see them working you can see the energy's moving forward to the sitter uh, or the recipient and you can also see and feel that the energy's dropped. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not as exciting. It's suddenly become um, a different, a different level. So, um, and then, then they they think they're working mediumistically, when really they're working psychically. So yeah. it's nice to be able to to teach people to work both ways and and to know the difference about both ways. Yeah, it, it is. It is very important that we teach that, and very important too that we encourage people to be honest about yeah. uh, how we're working. I, when I'm on the psychic level, I call it a very functional energy. So yeah. I like the way you just said you can feel the energy drop because it does become a functional energy. But when I'm within the presence of the other world, it's very inspirational energy. Mm. Uh, words are falling out of my mouth and queuing up behind, and I just there is no control there, and I don't want the control. I want to let them speak. Exactly. Um, but you know, we are working for that sitter, and it is what that sitter needs. Yeah. Meeting the needs of the sitter, but also meeting the needs of the spirit world. It's something that yeah. Paul Jacobs teaches very, very well. Um, very well. Um, a great a great teacher someone that's taught me in in the past as well but he um he teaches that very very well meeting the needs is uh, one of his weeks at the arthur finley college so Brilliant. anyone interested <laughs> and paul is with us here in paul next year yeah. well there you go what a treat i know i'm a very lucky bunny i get to meet all these wonderful wonderful people excuse me um yeah so really looking forward to that but the as i said <clears throat> you know we are in this world today of trouble mm. you know every time if you still watch the news and things like that it's never good right. uh our bills everything every facet of our life is just getting hit again yeah. but of course you know, the spirit world respond to that 
and this is the amazing thing and i love when you said about you know you, you feel that energy and when you get that true mediumistic connection uh, yeah. even in a church environment or a center environment a group environment that presence is felt and quite often not just by the sitter but no. those around exactly it's um the whole church yeah. yeah we had a very emotive um connection made here a little while back and not only did the sitter have tears in their eyes but several people around them mm. as well had those tears and they all said when they came out oh my god you could feel that and said yeah this is this is what we do this is the magic yeah. that we bring it you really I mean? is. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's definitely the, the most magical thing, I think, is that feeling where you can feel the mediums in connection. When they connect to the right recipient, you just feel the energy just go like that. Yeah. And then everyone reacts to it. And they're like, oh, isn't that amazing that that, that phenomena, the great, I love that word, um, yeah. that, that can take place. Um, and it's like a reunion of souls. Um, at that moment and everyone can witness it in a spiritualist church um, or a demonstration of mediumship and it's, it's really just fascinating um, yeah so I always I, what I love what I love about it it's a bit like Forrest Gump when he's opening his chocolates he says he loves his box of chocolates because you never know what, you, what you're gonna get and it's the same with mediumship in the spirit world and you work as a medium you never know what's going yeah. to come through you never know what's going to be good evidence you're never going to know what's going to be it just it it just evolves um or at the moment in in that split second that it the energy moves through the medium at that time it's indeed magic, it magic of it yeah and that word is very important as well because this is getting more and more airtime uh, about energy yeah. And it's working with and understanding the energy. You know, if I get up on the rostrum and I'm going to be, I've just had a terrible day, I've had a huge row with somebody, my trousers no longer fit because I'm too fat now, and my cooking is a disaster, hmm. it ain't going to be that good, is it? <laughs> because no. I just brought that shroud with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and you know we're trying to relay that people say here in the church at paul they say it feels wonderful in here and i said yeah because i'm quite hot on the energies yeah. uh, i'm always trying to be uplifting upbeat the music is upbeat uplifting hmm. i will also if we have any dissent going on if there's anything going on i will go in and just go okay what's going on we need to talk about this because sadly you do see it uh, mm. in places where you get the nip, 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 nip going mm. on in the background and you walk in and it's present. Mm. You know, if love can be present, then so can any other emotion. Exactly. And something I'm very keen to get people to understand, you know, you are what you create. Um, so like every, yeah. single, every single person in a congregation or in a demonstration um they all bring their own presence and energy with yep. them and that all contributes to the to the 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 way that a mediumship or a, a spiritual church can do their, their their divine services 
it's all a part of the magic that can take place. Now, if you've got people in the back or even in, maybe in the front battering away, they're not being present or they're, they're, they're looking at the telephones or um, they're not being present. And so it's like, just imagine if we were going to a restaurant to have like a five-star deluxe meal and then we'd only eat like a tenth of it because we're busy doing something else, we'd go home hungry, wouldn't we? So if we go into a spiritualist church or, 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 a, or a demonstration of mediumship to, to really fully enjoy every moment of it and to be present, is it, there is an art to it. But if people did it, then they'd, they'd see experience and, and understand a lot more about how mediumship works and also about how, how the, the spiritualism uh, moves through them or what what part they are because I love the way First Nations um, from Canada when I went when I was doing my mediumship there I met a chief there and he said to me um, everybody is medicine and I said what what do you mean he said everyone brings the, their energy when we're talking about energy yeah. that is the medicine that's needed and it may be you know, some medicine doesn't taste good, does it? You might meet someone, and a colleague or something, you've got to work with them and say, oh, God, I've got to work with them. But that's the medicine that you feel, oh, this is the medicine I don't like. It doesn't taste good. But they're still, their energy is medicine for you, for it is then to turn inwards and feel, what, what do I need to shift within me to feel comfortable in this situation? Uh, uh, and that's when we have progression um of our soul if we're in denial we'll go no i just won't work with them you know they they bring my energy down or uh, i'll yeah. never them or you know it's a very it's very um it's, it's something that happens quite a lot now people will just say oh that's it i'll just you know i'll just block them or won't talk to them anymore because they're, they're not in the right energy and i feel really um when we when we're working with presence and, and being present in a in a spiritual demonstration or, or in a spiritualist church or or even just doing spiritual readings to be present and if if the sitter is present as well or uh, or the congregation um, we become like this wonderful soup of medicine that is good for all of us. And that, because I used to be a chef, you see, so that was in my, in my earlier years. So I like to relate to to food things, um, but it's it's amazing um, the art of being present. Uh, I think that's something we all need to 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 learn uh, and to bring into our congregations, churches, and spiritual demonstrations. Indeed. Indeed, and as we progress on our mediumship path, no matter how that expresses itself, that awareness, you know, if I go for a walk anywhere, I'm not just walking there, you know, thinking I've got to get there and go, go and do that. I will walk and try and take in and acknowledge everything that I see yeah. because that is building the experience up and this is building the toolbox for, in fact, this is... I go to the gym now. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. My, <laughs> my favorite machine is the chocolate machine. Anyway. <laughs> but on the, on the cycle, uh, you can put a video on. And it's all these different places that they could put on the TV screen. And I was halfway through a communication. I went, 
I'm in San Francisco. I know that because I'm looking at the Bay Bridge here, and I mm. know that there's this um, marina there, and this gentleman was and they were going, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's only because I was looking at this TV screen, I'm going, oh, that's what the Golden Gate Bridge looks like. Oh, okay. I didn't realise it was so high and didn't realise it went back that far and things. Yeah. But it, having that awareness and taking things in. Yeah. And it does make you realise how insular our thinking used to be. Exactly. We could walk down the road, do shopping, go and post some letters, go, go to the bank, come back, and you say, what did you see? Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You won't have that memory. You won't have that thought, that connection with things. Um, and it's the same within our churches, centres, demonstrations, whatever. Yeah. You know, just be aware of what's going in, not sitting there <clears throat> uh, waiting for a message, yeah. not only engaging when you personally are being spoken to. I always say, you know, clear response from the sitters. This may be your message, but it could be somebody else's evidence. Because yeah. if somebody is sitting there and investigating what we do, and they are listening, they are present mm. in that moment, and they're hearing yes, 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 and sometimes to fantastic things, not the mundane. Yeah. But that is going to register with those people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's um it's like the phenomena of mediumship and the demonstrating of it and um, the words that can be shared. It, it can it can mean so much to others that are investigating it and they'll come in and they'll watch uh, and I've, i'm sure you've had this happen as well people come in and they're very skeptical and they're sitting at the back they've got their arms folded and um they're probably going to be the first or second person that's going to get a link um so they're getting they're getting a, a contact from the spirit world and all of a sudden those arms are not folded at the end of it and they've suddenly got more research to do on now that was that was something I, I that's opened a door that I need to look into, and I think that's that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about that opening doors for people to a to to more. You yeah, know. yeah. I I petition people regularly at Paul Church, and just say, you know, when you have that communication, when you have that level of evidence, what does that mean? I, I love that phrase, the message of the message. Yeah. What is that saying? You know, because if this person, whatever the relationship is to you, has gone through that process of that which we call death, yeah, but is here and vibrant and intelligent and engaging and aware of what's going on, what does your path hold for you? Exactly. What does that mean to you? I think really, and what I've noticed, I mean, um, in mediumship is we we are learning from from the spirit world more and more, yeah. and it's, and it's when we like when you're first starting out and you're doing mediumship, you're like, I have to do it a certain way because it feels comfortable. For me, it was it was pictures. I used to be a fax machine. I used to get loads and loads of pictures. It was all evidence, and I thought it was fantastic. And I thought that's how mediumship worked. And it wasn't until through development and understanding the presence of the spirit world where I realized it's not it's not about being just the picture person. It's actually about the presence of spirit. 
And so spirit world, the spirit world are always, if we're open, they're always open to bringing through more um, information in different ways. Uh, energetically, um, uh, they like to play with electrics, like they were playing with my microphone today. But they also like to play with lights. So the last demonstration I did in in, um, in Scotland, the, the lights, all of a sudden, the, the lights went out. Um, and then bang on 10 o'clock when the demonstration was over, the lights went out then as well. And they left one light on. And I was like, you know, it reminded me of that song, um, One Light in the Darkness by, um, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, but it was a beautiful song, One Light in the Darkness. Gonna have to, might have to do a little search on that. <laughs> and it was actually in a group with Mavis Patilla and she, she played that song to me. I thought, isn't it amazing? One light in the darkness that really is that's us. And and the ability to shine that light is what, what we can do um in this world. Um and and so it's a it's a lovely song where more people oh or is one voice, sorry, one voice. In the in the dark, I think it's one voice in the darkness. Right, um, but it's it's that's the amazing thing. You think also oh, the spirit world can do this now. They can turn the lights off and leave one on. Um, and so uh, these things, it's it's suddenly becoming accepting. I mean, um, going with what the spirit world give you um, is the evolution of mediumship. I mean, we're never going to change the six senses, but um, apart from what I'm realizing the spirit world are bringing in now, it's, it's, it's quite new, is they're letting us like be aware of their consciousness, uh, which isn't pictures, um, it may not be a feeling, it may, it may not be what you're hearing, but it's actually when you listen very softly, it's like you can almost feel them standing next to you. And then you're just relaying that consciousness yeah. from, from the spirit world, which um, it's, it's, it's certainly the way I feel that the mediumship is certainly evolving um, in that way. And the more that we open up to possibilities within our six senses, um, and I know some people will say there's nine senses or probably even more senses. There's always another sense being invented. But really, um, it's about being open to whatever the way that the spirit worlds um, communicate with you. Um, they might want to try something new today. So if I was the old Jason who used to just do the pictures, I'd just be the picture man. Um which was really great back then, and it got me yeses, and it was evidence. But that spark that we were talking about when, when you started, Lawrence, was that spark, that's the ignition. That's that's what really moves us to change um, in mediumship. And when we can release the control of how we would like the information, mm. then we open possibilities from the spirit. It can be scary, but... Mm -hmm. Then you open to the possibilities of how the spirit world can work with you. Yeah, it's always a worrying phrase when I hear it from students and circle. I want that, and you just think, careful, because <laughs> you, you've just put barriers up. Yeah, exactly. Instead of yeah. saying, let's go yeah. for it. My, my saying in my head 
when I'm getting into the dem mode is yeah. right, let's party. Exactly. And that's my little mantra to the spirit yeah. world. And they know from that it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't sit there with my checklist. I want name, age, sex, height, yeah. relationship, blah, 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 blah. Because there's so much more. Yeah. There is so much more. That presence of that person and being that person. Exactly. Instead of saying, you know, oh, they're telling me this. Is that, oh, well, I'm looking out now of my window and I'm looking across vast green fields behind me. You know, because you're there. You are there. You are one with that presence. And it's beautiful yeah. but i think <clears throat> really interesting what you're saying about what we're seeing now uh, and again regarding the phenomena of uh mediumship and no matter what form of expression that takes is because we've dropped our barriers yeah i i've said this a few times i know you can see the church behind me yeah and it used to be chairs either side flat facing forward central aisles classic church set out yeah when uh 2020 arrived before things overtook everybody you knew something was wrong so i, I changed the layout of the chairs i curved them round. i put in uh two aisles rather than one so just giving people that little bit of space and i always remember this one person said well, that's not going to work now, is it? I said, what? Well, spirit can't get across that gap. You know, it's like a two-foot gap. And I'm thinking, well, spirit can't get across a two-foot gap, love. I mean, how the hell do they manage to get all the way from heaven? To, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it just, you know, it's just very much the thinking because we, we thought orthodoxly uh, and we thought very restrictive. You know, if you teach your dog to sit up and beg for one type of biscuit is only ever going to sit up and beg for one type of biscuit if you teach your dog to play and go and find biscuits it's going to be all over the place finding all sorts of things exactly you know so we, we're dropping our back i'm talking to you tonight you are over there in germany uh again we're seeing the online demonstrations globally mm. I, I did it when we were in one of the lockdowns i did it just to see if it could do it and we had a service with somebody from uh iceland somebody from norway somebody from scotland uh i was chairing here in the uk then over to madeira and down to australia and it all worked a whole service just came together and i'm just like this is great because <laughs> i make it big kid but this is what you know we the spirit world is unlimited potential mm. so let's not limit it let us not limit it that is what i say totally uh, agree yeah have your grounding have your grounding in the basics of the communication the medium's mantra do no harm uh evidential bases everything this is one of my big passions with spiritualism because every facet of every talk of mediumship has an evidential basis our philosophy will resonate with us when you see somebody who's particularly gifted with their philosophy i love looking out of the congregation and 
over yeah. two thirds will be sat there with their eyes closed. Mm. They're not asleep, but they're really taking it in. Yeah. They're really taking it. And that is evidential mm. to me. That is evidential that the presence of those words of that school of thought mm. is making its presence felt. Our healing mediums, time and time again, you, we, you know. All right, we don't see the miracles that we want, but we do see that care and assistance and healing has been given in accordance to the needs. And then, obviously, with our evidential mediumship. So, you know, we need to say to Spirit, and I saw one thing being demonstrated by two different people and it was about the you know the voice recorders that they use they scan up and down the radio waves yeah uh the frank's box i think it's called mm -hmm. and constantly scan up and down radio waves and you can interact in a conversation with it now i saw it demonstrated once and it was a little bit fey a little bit light-hearted the way it was done but then I saw another practitioner do it and really earnestly put down the intent and rent about it in a very, very methodical and professional manager, but manner. And the results were amazing. I was just sat there gobsmacked. I'm going, wow. Mm. Wow. That's just wow. That is that is evidential. They had the same name repeated three times. I'm just going, wow. <laughs> mm that's good yeah so yeah we need to um yeah relax our barriers and just say mm. the spirit what can what can we do what can we do what can we go yeah. for uh and again like you say with the uh, electronics everyone's got a mobile phone now yeah. so is that going to be the new form of direct voice that on your voice recorder on your phone there could be a message you never know you never know, mm. I know the spirit world used to play with my ziri on my telephone and i'd just be having a conversation with someone and it would just it would go off it would just really would just start up and start talking so i had to disable disable it yeah <laughs> brilliant 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 jason this hour has flown by. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, really interesting. And we look forward to seeing you at Paul at some time in the future when everything aligns. But it will happen because I cannot not have you now oh, over wow. here. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. If we can get it in, uh, into a line, Lawrence, it would be my pleasure. Yeah. yeah, you're a very, very busy man. I know that. Uh, absolutely fine. It will happen. It will happen. I'm just going back to a message here from the lovely Moira Hawkins. Good evening, Moira. Um, oh, yes. Most people may know Jeanette Abbott. Uh, if you don't, there's Tim Abbott, is well known for his trance. Jeanette is his lovely wife. I have met her. They stayed here for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we had hours of fun. <laughs> Seriously, they're, they're absolutely lovely. Um, Jeanette's health 
is in a very poor way at the moment. So you've probably seen this on Facebook. If you have not, please, if you have healing books or just sit mm. and just send out those thoughts for healing for Jeanette at this time because they're so sorely in need. And don't forget Tim and their wonderful daughter Lucy as well because it's not just the one person going through this time. Uh, is the whole family are affected. So, yeah, lots of love out to you, Jeanette. You're a lovely, lovely lady. Um, yeah, all the best. All the best, my darling. Yeah, really are. I've met Tim about myself um, and Jeanette uh, as well. And they even demonstrated together in, in many churches and yeah. uh, always been doing fantastic work for Spirit. Um, yeah. So, and for those that don't know uh, how to heal, I mean, just um sending your love and intention um to Jeanette Abbott um will will the raise raise her her spirits and energy and I'm sure it will raise the the family's spirit and energy as well yeah that's what I always say to people you know you don't have to train to be a healer everybody can express a love yeah and that is healing yeah because everything then that is done in that energy is in the art of healing so yeah big thoughts out to you all all of you tim and lucy and jeanette herself yeah. jason thank you sir thank you thank you thank you i always have to remember you're an hour ahead over there so i can quite happily waffle on for england but then I'm just thinking, well, it's getting to nine o'clock at night over there. Leave them alone, Lawrence. Let them <laughs> come down before they go to bed. Yeah. Wonderful discussion tonight. Thank you. It's just been sheer joy talking with you tonight. And I hope you've enjoyed it as well, sir. I have. I've really enjoyed talking to, to you, Lawrence. And I hope everyone that's been watching has been enjoyed it as well. And yeah, it's you know, it's it's just fantastic to share. And um, I think that's that's what it's all about. It's just sharing whatever knowledge we can with each other and and having these conversations. So so well done, Lawrence, for continuing this and 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 you know bringing it out to the to the people. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's so important because um, oh, lovely Monique, saying hello, darling. <laughs> um, you know, even in these discussions, even if you disagree with what's being said, that's fine. You know, do you know what the element of debate has been lost a little bit? Yeah, but to not agree with what's being said is great because it actually makes you examine what your thoughts are, exactly. or it may reinforce thoughts that you didn't really understand or realize you had. And this is the wonder and the beauty of um, this much widely ex more accepted form of conversation and debate, you know. You know what? I'm not blowing me trumpet or anything, but I would rather spend an hour on here than watching Strictly or Get Me Out of the Whatever It Is Jungle and all that nonsense. <laughs> because you come away with food for thought, food for thought, which is always good. Anyway, sir, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a sheer joy. Thank you, everybody, uh, whether you've been watching us live tonight or watching us on the wonderful ability to catch up later thank yeah. you for your presence tomorrow the church will be streaming its service as normal at 11 a.m on gmt 
We have a Reverend Ashley Oliver, not a Reverend, the Reverend Ashley Oliver, who is a beautiful lady. And she has taken us on a journey through the Advent Sundays in December. Mm. So it was wonderful because last week people were saying, oh, I can't wait for next Sunday. And I thought, well, this is nice. This story is unfolding. So she'll be taking us on this journey through the meaning of the different Advent Sundays. And then we have the wonderful Phyllis Rumney, CSNU, who will be sharing philosophy and demonstrating evidential mediumship. So that is live on Facebook and our YouTube channel at 11 a.m. GMT tomorrow. In the meantime, Jason, you have, you're an act. Do you know what? I see why people love you because you are, you're, you're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you seriously, you're such a lovely man. Oh, thank you. And fingers crossed when I'm working in Holland next year that we can actually meet up. That would be nice. I'm that sure. Would be amazing. And uh, the lovely Monique Backer has said that she may well join in then. Oh, that be good, wouldn't it? We yeah. better make that at the end of my training weekend <laughs> because I, I think one or two schnapps may be involved. Probably yeah, more than <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> but anyway it's been a sheer joy thank you jason so much for what you brought to us tonight it's been absolutely beautiful beautiful thank you everybody for joining in and we wish you a very safe pleasant warm and secure night we're on the south coast and we're getting battered at the moment a little bit down here so wherever you are i hope uh, the weather is kinder to you good night everybody good night